Hello, Marvelites. Welcome. Ooh, get up in that microphone. Uh, you are listening to This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, action, adventure, and new interns. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Marvel's Director of Digital Media, Ben Morse. Yeah. Editorial. editorial yeah. Wow. That gives it such a bigger job without the editorial in there. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. Editorial Director of Digital Media. And we have with us a new intern. New intern, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm the new intern. And this this is a poor idea to have me on the show. How excited are you you to be on the show right now? (laughs) You know, I'm uh, really just waiting to be thrown under the bus. Get like the new intern shenanigans out of the way. We're not going to throw yeah, you under no. the bus. We'll, just, well, I mean, we might. We might. We'll you know, just, we'll you get know. to that point. It's uh, like a rite of passage. This is your third day at Marvel? It's my third day. Yeah. What are, what are the coolest things you've done so far? Um, I think it's really cool the amount of people you guys have come in here to do interviews and stuff, and yes. you give them tours. It's really, it's actually pretty insane. Um, you also have a lot of people who are just waiting ar- for someone famous to come in and they're open and ready to talk to them which is also really nice you give them a lot of free stuff good for you yeah we're <laughs> yeah. pretty good about that we're very charitable to the rich and famous yeah uh <laughs> they need it you know they, really, they do them. yeah and you're also you you hold three degrees is What's, that correct i do yeah i actually have a bachelor's in journalism a master's in mass communication and a Bachelor of Science in Animal Physiology. And you're interning for us? Yeah. Wow. You, you guys are cool, you know? Yeah, no kidding. Who wouldn't want to intern for you? It's I moved here all the way from Arizona just to come and intern with you guys. I was very excited because we talked the other day about how the, um, the, few, the Arizona Cardinals are my favorite team, favorite football team. It's a football team. Um, and I like him, so we bonded. I'm nodding very yeah. understandingly. Vigorously. Yes. I was surprised Vigorous nodding. that that was your favorite team. Yeah. It was strange. Why are they your favorite team? Um, because I'm from Boston, so the New England Patriots are kind of my home team. But as you move away from Boston, it's like the Yankees in New York. Everyone hates the Yankees outside of New York, and everyone hates the Patriots outside of Boston. And I slowly but surely started to dislike the Patriots as well. Mm. So I needed a different team, and I always liked Arizona when I was a kid, so I decided to go for it. And also my wife's from Vegas, which is close to there, so it's like her default home team. Did the XFL have an Arizona team? The XFL did not have an Arizona franchise, but they did have a Las Vegas franchise. The Las Vegas Outlaws, of whom I have a jersey. (laughs) Yes, you do. Yes, I have a jersey at home, and I have an XFL football on my desk. (laughs) That I'm very aware of. Uh, Amanda, where do you stand on professional wrestling? Uh, I have no stance on professional wrestling. All right, that's going to change. Unless, you know, it's talking about, like, The Rock. He doesn't do it anymore, but I still think he's cool. He still he still does it. Hey. We saw him wrestle at uh, WrestleMania, remember? Really? Was that this year? I thought this he just year. hosted. This year he, he showed did. up. No, this year he wrestled Eric Rowan in a three-second match. Oh, right. That was the whole conceit <laughs> Conceit of what they were doing is that yeah. he took off his tearaway suit and he wrestled. He should have used the flamethrower. Although that was that's awesome. probably illegal. Not probably illegal. Yeah. Anyways. Right on. All right, so welcome. Um, our, I'll give you a heads up. Our last intern... The microphone had to be taken away from him. Yep. The Got banned the, from the microphone, except during weeks when he had to co-host with me. Yeah. And, and then there was there no just, choice. Then there were just complaints. Yep. And and we definitely got complaints by the end. So that's what you're working with. The bar is low. Mm-hmm. 
That's good. I think I think you can you go in with low expectations. Totally. You can only do better. If you don't get the microphone taken away from you, call it a win. Yeah, you've already surpassed. Yeah, you've already you've already <laughs> gone past. Whereas that. Alex Lopez, who's mm-hmm. our uh, social media coordinator, has now gone on to work at Marvel. So that's that's your bar right there. Same the, with the, the, you're right in the one, middle. Same with Chloe high. Wilson. Chloe also. Wilson. She's now working in a different part yeah. of the group. Yep. Well, Mark Strom mm-hmm. is. On the podcast? That was pre-podcast. True, He was true. a pre-podcast intern. Way pre-podcast. Yeah. Before podcasts even existed. Yeah. Back in Stromy's day. Back in Stromy's day when we went on the radio. <laughs> we, did, we didn't go on the radio. The old-timey radio. Well, no, that was back when Jeff Sutter did the Mighty yeah, Marvel podcast. Mighty Marvel podcast. Before we ran him out of town. Yeah, speaking of podcast stuff, soon, and I'm just going to give this to you guys on who listen, uh, soon we're going to be launching on uh, SoundCloud. Huge. We've got hundreds of episodes already up there. Yep. I think we just got to get the last 20 or 30 in total because we want to put the full archive up on the official Marvel SoundCloud. I'm not going to tell you the URL, but if you test around and you might be able to guess what it is, but you won't be able to see the podcast yet because they're private. Uh, But we're going to be launching that, all the episodes, all the shows, another way for you to listen, another way for you to share. Um, We're very excited by that. Very excited. Yeah. You know what else? I'm excited to get to this week's comics. We sure should. Because guess what? We've got a whole bunch of them. Boy, do we publish a lot of comics. Beginning with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number nine, written by Mark Guggenheim. Guest art by Ario and Indito. I had to furiously flip through because uh, it's a I relative, the last name on the cover. I don't remember Ario's art. I've never seen before. Ario's art before. Uh, colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. Letters by Joe Caramagna. It starts off with Coulson is gone. He has been let go from S.H.I.E.L.D. in the comic book universe. Uh, he's on a little sabbatical. Future Endeavored, if you will. Future Endeavored. Best of luck with him. He's out. Daisy's out. Something goes on with Fitz, who gets shot or stabbed by Electra. Oh, Electra is the new Coulson, by the shot way. Shot or stabbed? Shot or stabbed. Is it not clear? It was, It happened the previous issue. Oh, I that's just right. see him that's lying right. here with blood, and I see her sigh out. I like that outfit too. Yeah. She's got a dope it's, outfit. It's a cool alternate shield outfit. That'd be great um, in a video game. Yeah. Bill Rose. Bill Roseman, listening now. Uh, yeah, so Electra has replaced Coulson, and she is outed Fitz as being a spy. Agent Ward is still around in this particular incarnation. Uh, Coulson has something going on with one of his agents. He also meets up with Daisy, who is going to be his way back in. He's got a information uh, leak, an information leak within Shield that he's using, and he learned that there is a new prediction. A new Ulysses prediction, of course, having to do with Greymawkin. Naturally. The character was, you were expecting to who see. Who was one of the young X-Men. Can we get a, a quick 411 on who Greymawkin is? A quick 411 on Greymawkin is he was a member of the young X-Men, written by Mark Guggenheim. Um, his powers are just a little enhanced strength, nothing too out of the ordinary. Is that, is that literally it? His big deal is that he is an ancestor of Charles Xavier. And he's somehow in the present day. I have not read Young X-Men in years. Yeah, it's been a quite forget, a long time. I, I forget how tattoo, he gets there. The tattoo dude. Tattoo. Who was not, an, not even a mutant. His name was Ink. 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 The tattoo dude, as he was known in his ongoing series in my mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, Grey Mocking is going to show up and cause a bunch of destruction somewhere in the greater New York area. Coulson and Daisy track him down. Deathlock's doing some experiments on Simmons, who's currently in a coma. 
Um, there's a battle between the two S.H.I.E.L.D. factions. It goes down on a speeding train. Gray Malkin gets involved on one side or the other because you know whoever has Gray Malkin. I mean, you really can't, I mean, you can't trump that. Um, and Coulson gets himself into a bit of trouble where we finally see, where we see him on the different side of a lockup from someone we would expect to see in the lockup. Uh, and next issue, it's over. That's what it says. Next, it's over. Yeah, Marvel That's now. It. Marvel then. Well, the Marvel now is coming, and Marvel all the now things are changing. That's right. Yeah. Uh, up next, we've got all new Wolverine number twelve, written by Tom Taylor, pencils by Igata, inks by Walden Wong, and colors by Michael Garland. And uh, this opens up with you finding out a little bit uh, first hints, and we find out throughout the rest of the story why Old Man Logan does not like or trust Gabby. Uh, why? Spoiler: He stabbed her. He stabbed the heck out of her. Uh, and we don't and we don't do spoilers on this show. That was last but issue. But we did so this. We feel fine. We did this spoil. Fine. We feel fine. We collectively feel fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, old man Logan is in one of his berserker rages. One uh, of those old things. You know, Steve Rogers having trouble putting him down. Laura, uh, aka Wolverine, is having trouble putting him down. Gabby is out. Well, they don't so much have trouble putting him down as Laura is just like, don't, don't put him down. Let him go. Let him run away. We, this is your fault, Captain America. Yeah. You jerk. And then Wolverine does does what every Wolverine, uh, Old Man Logan does what every Wolverine does. He burrows through the ground yep. and finds a like secret an way to get Wolverine. underground. Yeah. Like, that's what, I think that's what real life Wolverines do. As an animal biologist, <laughs> oh, yeah. is that, what do you know about Wolverines, We have Wolverines, expertise Amanda? right here. Yeah, Wolverines, they like to burrow, yeah. So, there we go. They find little cave areas, little caves, in Little caves. Bridges like trolls. Looks yeah. like another win for the science bros. Right here. Boom. <laughs> uh, so they're on the hunt for uh, old man Logan. Laura is very angry. Mm. Uh, she gives some sass and some lip to Captain America, who's like, you know what? Okay. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna pick up this dead girl, and, all, and I'm gonna hang out up here. And all he's thinking in his head is Hydra, 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 <laughs> Hydra. Uh, finally, Wolverine catches up to Old Man Logan. There's really some great stuff that happens between the two of them, from dialogue to the fight. Pretty intense. Uh, I won't tell you anything about what happens above ground, but the story didn't make me want to kill myself from sadness, so that's good. Mm -hmm. uh, there's lots of action, lots of fun stuff. Some really great lines, especially at the end with uh, surrounding Wolverine and Captain America. I love this series so much. When people... I would, oh, I've been out of the podcast for two weeks, right? For, for It seems like forever. Last week I was I, on... You're like a whole new person. I know. Last week I was on the set of Marvel's Thor Ragnarok, mm -hmm. and people were asking me, just, you know, some people I saw were like, what what comic should I be reading right now? And I always go as one of my picks. Old Wolverine. Wolverine. It's a good book. You know what else is good? Amazing Spider-Man. Hey. Issue number 18, written by Dan Slott, pencils by R.B. Silva, inks by Adriano D. Bendetto, and colors by Marte Garcia. This is, I believe, the final part of Before Dead No More. It's the prequel prelude before the storm of Dead No More. This one's called Full Auto, and it is phenomenal. Uh, we flash back to Spider-Verse. We get the whole series. The whole issue is from the perspective of Otto Octavius, who has his consciousness trapped in the living brain, the robot that they've been using since uh, way back when. He is trying to find a way back into Peter Parker's body. Or Aren't we all? <laughs> or barring that, getting his own body back. He has a lot of plans. He 
foils a budding relationship for his ex, Anna Maria, and then gets to work on a big bluff where he is making it seem like the living brain needs to be repaired. And in the reparation process, he is going, it's a word. He's going mm-hmm. to uh, jump. I mean, back usually and, reparations mean something. Yeah, else, I know. But that's I know. Fine. I'm well aware of what it means. <laughs> um, he's going to <laughs> jump back into Peter Parker's body, but Peter does some quick thinking. Basically, this whole issue is just Otto Octavius coming to grips with the fact that he wasn't as good a Spider-Man as Peter Parker. In the end, he doesn't necessarily have the undying love of Anna Maria, which is what kept him going. So he just completely falls apart and then comes to a different conclusion in the end. The art is great. Arby Silva is a rising star. So in- good. Holy and colors. The whole deal here, it looks beautiful. Spider-Man is just jumping out. Um, there's so much action packed onto every page. And actually, it says to be continued, so I don't know if it's still more before Dead No More or if we go right into Dead No More after this, but I'm psyched. Uh, the Spider-Man mini-events from Spider-Verse on back to Spider-Island and all the little mini-events, I think that's where... I wouldn't even call them mini-events. No, just events. events. Full-on events, uh, Dan Slott really shines when he's writing these, when he has big, huge stakes. Um, he gets to work in as many characters as he wants. This build-up, this prelude has been phenomenal. It's got you chomping at the bit to find out what happens to, like... Dozens of characters. I know it's going to spill into Prowler. It's going to spill into Silk. Uh, Dead No More looks to be the event mm-hmm. of the fall. Mm-hmm. The fall class. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to say, Arby Silva, mm-hmm. art kind of reminds me a little bit of Brian Hitch mm. and a little bit of uh, Terry Dodson in some ways. I see the Dodson. I, I love I love it. It's very exciting, very good. I see the Dodson more than I see the Hitch. Sure. But I, uh, uh, I was looking at a page upside down and the foot. I was like, oh, it's a Brian Hitch style foot. Oh, uh, that is a Brian Hitch style that. foot. Look at that. Yeah, right I know. There. I can and see the explosions it. That, and yeah. the whole tone of this page. Arby Silva is excellent. That's the, he's, he's, it's a he. We know. Do we know this for sure? Arby Silva. No idea. He, she, one to watch. Gender is fluid, you guys. Gender is fluid like, don't in the Marvel Universe. It. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. This person who is Arby Silva. He's doing wonderful work. Yeah. Um, Turn to Sniffle. Very good. Yeah. So yeah. Nice nice move there. She's She's got she's like four PhDs I know. In, in broadcasting. So yeah, that's fine. true. We yes. should be fine. Exactly. Yes. Exactly four PhDs. Yes. Just saying. Uh, so up next is The Astonishing Ant-Man, number 12, mm. written by Nick Spencer, art by Brent Schoonover and Ramon Rosanas with Jordan Boyd. And uh, I love this issue. I love this book. One thing I definitely got to point out is the style in which She-Hulk is drawn mm. is as in the style of her old uh, series, yeah. which was Charles Soule and Javier Polito. Uh, Javier Polito. So yes. her face, if you look at uh, all the different She-Hulk, Jen Walters images throughout this, it's like they took the they took a different style for her. And it is incredible. It made me so happy. It was really cool. Just a sweet little touch uh, for fans who've been a big fan of She-Hulk for a while. And this story takes place before the events of Civil War II. So she's up and walking around and not in a coma. Lawyering like you wouldn't believe. Because imagine if she tried to do this case while she was in a coma. It would not go well. You know what? That sounds like a weird story. Yeah. I think I'm going to pitch it. Yep. Do it up. Uh, So we get here. This is the trial of... Uh, Scott Lang mm-hmm. of Ant-Man. He is trying to say, I am not a bad guy. Yeah. And uh, everybody if else is If he talks saying, in a Transylvanian accent like that, he's probably not going to get Everybody else is like, you're a bad guy. And there's always, when we have a trial in any Marvel comic, that great two pages of suspended disbelief and um, wondering until we find out whether the person's represented by Jen Walters or Matt Murdock. 
the only two working lawyers in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> I know. Or Foggy Nelson. Yeah. Slight chance for Foggy Nelson. Foggy gets called out in something this week. If, yeah. If, if Jen Walters and Matt Murdock are both, like, evil at the time, then Foggy Nelson gets the call yeah. to be a lawyer. But no one else. There are no other lawyers. No. Well, you wouldn't want other lawyers. No. Uh, well, actually, in here is our other lawyer. What? In here is uh, the Beatle. Oh, Ooh, yeah. She's a lawyer. She's a newly minted lawyer. Yeah. So, uh, well, she's she switched sides. She went right. from... Uh, Defense to prosecution. Yeah. Much exactly. like Matt Murdock did recently. Totally. Yes. It's the thing to do. Right. Are, are you a lawyer, Amanda? You know, I dabbled a little bit, actually. Okay. Well, yeah. of course you did. Yeah. yeah. I what, really, I just like to... What haven't you done? I have my hands in a lot of cookie jars. Mm. Okay. Okay. You said jars in a really weird way, but I'm going to let that happen. Disturbing. That's fine. Uh, so here we get the return of the excellent Egghead. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Excellent. Uh-huh. Uh, we got Egghead and uh, something really, I think, a really neat thing that they brought in from a different media. Issue number 12 of Carnage, written by Jerry Conway. Beautiful art by Mike Perkins. Colors by Andy Troy. Uh, Perkins went back to his kind of the stuff he was doing when he was doing the stand here. A lot of dark stuff going on, a lot of monsters, a lot of flames. Uh, Carnage has gotten his hands on the Darkhold, so Montes- Victoria Montesi and her crew, which includes Eddie Brock Toxin, are trying to get the Darkhold away from him because the Darkhold and Carnage together are not a good thing. Unfortunately, one of their number has bonded psychically with Carnage against her will, so she's now experiencing all of Carnage's memories, bad times with his grandmother, with his dad, with Eddie Brock... Uh, meanwhile, ironically enough, Eddie Brock is the one trying to save her life, going through all these mind-controlled tribesmen, trying to get at Cletus Cassidy, trying to wrest the Darkhold from him. Uh, the whole team is going up against it, but by the end of the book, uh, the Darkhold has been claimed by a third party, and the last line of the issue is, our destiny beckons us. Destiny's name is Cathan. Yeah. So Cathan will be in the next issue. I wish Cathan weren't just a dude, though. Like, I hope Cathan... Like, Cathan's this, an ancient, like, demon. Right, but, like, right. we've seen it as a dude. We've seen, him as a, we've seen him as, like, a monster yeah? demon creature. Okay, cool. I don't remember seeing the, the monster demon creature. I want yeah. more of that. I love I me I think some... we're going to get more of that. I don't think he's going to show up and just like, hey, guys. Hey, my hey, name is me. Cathan. Cathan. What's going on? Would you like to buy some apples? Yeah. Yeah, selling apples, an apple selling sense. apples like yeah. an apple farmer. Uh, speaking of apple farmers, we're on to Civil War Two, number five, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Dave Marquez, and uh, colors well art assist by Sean Izaxi, and colors by Justin Ponsor. This is the big old throwdown, mm-hmm. hoot nanny. Been right. waiting for this one. Yeah, it's the two sides really letting loose. Uh, lots of amazing little details throughout this both from the dialogue from the character matchups to the art like there's this one thing i'm looking at where carol blasts iron uh, captain marvel blasts iron yeah, man you guys are not on a first name basis i know but like one of the touches they draw her power coming That's out of her cool. fist as this the starburst. starburst from her costume but then it hits uh tony in the shoulder and uh, Anthony Stark, yes. Iron Man, Sorry. if you will. Thank you. Right. Uh, it hits Very him in the shoulder. With all these and uh, in the next panel, you can see his armor starting to, instead of gone, it's starting to come back to him. Mm, it's starting to repair itself. It's repairing itself. It's just little touches. It's just so good. Yeah. Uh, we get a great moment with Luke Cage, Blue Marvel, and Nova. I love that Blue Marvel, a few years ago, would have never been in a major Marvel event, and now you can't do one without him. He's a prominent player. So and he's so great. Such a great character. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Kevin Grevy. Grevy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Grevy. 
Graveau. Graveau. Kevin yeah. Graveau. Yes. That, that great deep voice. Totally. Uh, we got really fun stuff. There's a magic and uh, Sam Wilson fight. Rocket being Rocket. Cool interaction between Venom and uh, Miles Morales. You gotta wonder in Miles Morales's revised history what happened with the Venom. He makes a mention Does about he make symbiotes a because he's. I mean, originally back when he was in the Ultimate Universe, Venom killed his mom. But what? But in the current universe, his mom is alive. So we don't know how that that. Uh, Particular incident shook down. I'd be very curious to know. Comic books. Maybe Brian Michael Bendis will answer it in the future. Dun dun dun. Um, all this is going on. The Inhumans are like, "Hey, so should we get involved? What do you think?" Just hanging out, hanging out to the side, being the cosmic hippies that they are. Yeah, and they're like, "Okay, we'll do it." Uh, all that happens. Something crazy and tragic happens to the Guardians, mm. which we will see also in their issue out mm-hmm. this week. Uh, but finally. As the Inhumans are getting involved, now you have everybody sort of right there when Ulysses hits uh, a like a new level of power. Mm-hmm. And what that means really sets the rest of the story into motion. So, hot Me yikes. Meow. Meow Over indeed. in Civil War, choosing sides number six, we've got three, three, three stories for the price of one. 333? I said nine. Over in number six, we have three, three, three stories. So nine? For the price. It's we have nine one. stories. We have three stories for oh. the price of one. We have a story taking place before Civil War. I really three. took that joke to the end. Sorry, to beyond the edge. Um, Jessica Jones gets her own story written by Mockingbird's Chelsea Kane, art by Allison Sampson. She is out on the road doing some investigations into Ulysses, trying to figure out if he's the real deal or not. Um, it's a lot of fun. The art's really good. We've got a second story starring White Fox, oh, written by so Christina good. Strain. Art by Sana Takeda. This is the first writing that Christina has done for us. She's done some writing for other companies. But, God, this is a good-looking story. Uh, she writes White Fox, who's a cool up-and-coming character. Um, this is her and Abigail Brand have a run-in. And uh, Abigail's representing Captain Marvel, saying, you know, hey, why don't you come and work for us? And White Fox responds in kind. So good. Yeah. She can talk to animals. Yeah. And the cool way character. Sana Takeda draws, like, there's this one squirrel who comes to tell White Fox about something, and the squirrel's like, wait a minute, like, hey, 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 this is going on down there. And hey, it White made Fox. me so happy. Yeah, it was great. And we have the finale of Declan Shalvey's big Nick Fury post-prologue story, where Nick uh, finally gets back to S.H.I.E.L.D. and kind of figures out what's been going on with the Life Model decoys, what's going on with him having to fake his death, why the prophecy and him and shield is tied together um and it looks like nick's got a new status quo moving forward yeah we'll see uh on to civil war x-men number four written by cullen bunn art by andrea Bocardo, colors by jesus arbutov and uh this is throwing down between two x teams mm-hmm. they're just going at it it's like there's a civil war to between them and it's just it's a whole lot of stuff you know the guns and roses song civil war we don't need no civil war. Where are you on Guns N' Roses? They're plus. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'll give you that one. Yeah, sure. Just uh, giving it to us like generously. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving us that. Yes. Uh, but it really boils down to Magneto making his way to Ulysses. He gets past all the inhuman defenses. Get some FaceTime with Ulysses. He's, Ulysses there with his... Rufio face paint on. Yep, and his uh, his cool outfit. Yep, and uh, they have a they have a little heart to heart. 
and then Magneto has a talk Four, with Medusa, and the, it sort of really sets the stage for all the potential that could happen between the X-Men and the Inhumans. Meanwhile, having nothing to do with Civil War II is Deadpool v. Gambit, number five, written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, art by Danilo Bayruth. Uh, Deadpool has turned into Dead Fist. He is now the avatar of Kun Loon. He looks like a cross between him and Iron Fist, if that was not given away. He gets in a fight with Chalmers. They do a bunch of crazy immortal Iron Fist moves. Uh, they get named like crazy things like Welcome the Blade of the Elephant and Samurai Solution for Everything. Uh, Deadpool is trying to use his caption boxes, but they keep getting destroyed. And oh my god! Oh, our, what's worst, going on? our worst fears have been realized. Yeah, it's Nick Lowe. Hi, everybody. We didn't hey, even Nick. say his name three times. It's I know. True. You did say the word, the number three many times. I said times, the three. The so that probably a lot brought of times. Nick. Yep. How's it going, buddy? I heard you guys were in here and doing this. Yeah. I had to come bust in. Did uh did a little slotty tell you? He did. Yeah. And I needed him to get his work done. I figured. Oh. The <laughs> minute I saw you, I knew, I knew exactly what had happened. Here, he would be gone for an hour. Yep. No, we were only gonna bring him for five, but that's good. But Crack I the whip it. down that's on him. That's good Lock editing. Lock him up. <laughs> good editing. That's Hi everybody. How you doing, it's man? It's been like a long twenty time. episodes at least. At least since the last Minimum, time I was on at least. We were just talking about we were just talking about Dead No More. You're working on Dead No More, You're correct? Right, I am. <laughs> yeah. And the clone conspiracy that it leads to. Yeah. yeah. All of that. Yeah. We just we just read the last before Dead No More issue. Yeah. Or the, was that the, the last no, one? No, second to last. <gasps> There's more. You you read the Doctor Octopus one? Yeah. Yeah. Woo wee. <laughs> yeah. That's some good comic book. That's some crazy crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. R.B. Silva. Amazing, right? right? Yeah. Can we get more of that? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, he's doing some issues. Of, I think, he. Un- he. We nailed we, it. We, we, we nailed solved it. it. Yep. We said All it. All right. Thank I you, Nick. Hello. Welcome. Yeah, RB. He is. Uh, he's an amazing artist. He's doing some uh, uncanny humans issues next. Oh, I believe cool. is where is where he's landing next. But he's terrific. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So he did those couple issues of Amazing Spider-Man, part of the Before Dead No More. Giuseppe Camuncoli is next. Is back on issue nineteen for the last Before Dead No More issue, and that one is a doozy. Mm. It's a doozy. Mm. That, that's all you got. It's a Be doozy. Be prepared to get emotional. Be prepared. Is Bieber in it? Bieber, oh man! Bieber prepared. Bieber we part of the clone. Bieber part the of the clone device. conspiracy. Uh, no, be prepared mm-hmm. uh, to to get your hankies out. Mm-hmm. Always. It's intense. That's okay. not, I never don't it's have my very hanky. emotional. Yeah. The hankies always out when I'm reading Marvel comics. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But you guys like the issue? Oh, very much. Oh, very good. Very good. I assume it's both of your picks of the week. We haven't, oh, we haven't gotten, gotten there, there yet. Let's, okay. let's, let's right. not get right. it's a pretty, it's a pretty, it's a pretty safe I think bet. if Dan had showed up, it, w- it probably would have been pick of the week. But yeah. without Dan, yeah. you know, there's only so far we can go with this. Yeah. What else do we got? What else uh, talking? We're here. talking about Deadpool versus Gambit oh, right that now. Issue, that, that series is a delight. Yeah. That series, Acker and Blacker. Acker and Blacker do always it again. Up, always good for some fun stuff. Gambit, his powers are out of control. Deadpool, he's got the Iron Fist costume. It's this dude, Chalmers, fantastic. he's got a mustache, but he's not real. <laughs> Really, the Fat Warriors, Fat Cobra, uh, Cobra. Cobra. Warriors so Three, Scrambler, Just who again they did a whole issue on. That yeah, was a real how thing. Did that get approved? <laughs> yeah, how how did, Jordan how White get through? runs a, a ramshackle, <laughs> a ramshackle office over there. It's oh man, but it, it it concludes really well. It's a fun end to a fun series it's with a true. big, a lot of big reveals going on. There. So fun. Yeah. So a lot of great comics in this stack. Thor. I haven't read this issue yet myself. It's, That's it's great. In my neck. It's I, pretty I, fun. I love the last issue. Ten was one of my best comics of the year. Really? I, I put it that one of my favorite comics period of the year. Amazing. Now who edits Thor? 
uh, Will Moss. And you're okay with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we know that your biases play a lot into what comics you do and don't like. Oh, indeed. Your personal feuds. Indeed. Right. Uh, especially with a certain Mr. Tom Brevoort. Yeah, Tom Brevoort. In, in both of them. Yeah. I, I don't like either of them. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he ruins, he tries to ruin so many things, but our creators are such They rise above it. That they, yeah, that they are just able to somehow transcend the awfulness that is Tom mm-hmm. Brevoort how or, does, and Tom Brevoort. Hmm. How, Tom does, Brevoort. how does Dan Slot live between these two worlds of Nick Lowe with Spider-Man and with Tom Brevoort uh, on Silver Surfer? So, I just yeah. don't understand. <laughs> I, he, he, I, I, can only, I can only point to his, the indomitable spirit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in him. He is a true New Yorker. Yep. Mm. New York City, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, born and mostly bred. Uh, he was also bred some of his time. He was bred in London. And he's been breaded several times too. I would, yeah. I would assume. <laughs> very, but, uh, very delicious. But yeah, but, yeah. For, uh, but I've been told by by Dan himself that he for a while when he he did definitely got an English accent when he was living in uh, England. That's a fun. He fact. wanted that. You yeah. know, he went yeah. in like, it's so like true. hoping for so it. True. Yeah, hello. <laughs> so true. I I want it too. Right. Yeah. yeah. If certain things happen at the end of this year, I'm moving to Scotland, and you better believe I'm going to have a Scottish accent, which is not what that no, was. Yeah, no. and you are going to get killed by the Scottish people. <laughs> yeah. They will not welcome you with open ah, bagora. arms. Oh. <laughs> yeah, at least say Bagora, which I we all know is Scottish for If it weren't copyright protected, I'd do the entire Braveheart speech for you guys right here. <laughs> yeah, we... Well, we don't want lawsuits. Yeah, we don't want we lawsuits. We don't want no lawsuits. And this, uh, and this awesome Venom cover. Vision. That's Vision. Vision, rather. Definitely, those letters read. are not got Venom. venom. Oh, got not, Venom on the brain. It starts with a V. <laughs> it's like, look at this Who great... reads past the first letter of words? <laughs> look at this great vision Venom cover. comic with it's, Vision's it's dog on the cover. I'm very excited. Fantastic. It's, I'm really, like I, I'm upset. I'm a little bummed that Tom King is retiring from comics yeah. after Vision. He's just done. Yeah. And that's, Give him up. You know, and I like that they up. bear that out in the letters column. They yeah. talk about his retirement from yeah. comics. Yeah. Who edits Vision? Wilson Moss. Wow. Yeah. That guy's good. He does good work. He's, he does good work. And another person who survives under that uh, the, the, the tyrant Tom Brevoort. Really? Uh, somehow finds a way to make good comics even when with that uh, scourge on, on yeah. his spirit. Life for... Uh, Finds a way. Life finds a way. Yeah. What's this? Jurassic Park. Star Wars yep. quote or something? The water drips <laughs> down his hand. Is that Goldblum? Yeah. yeah. Nice. I got that you were Jeff Goldblum. Okay. I just didn't know what movie it was from. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Is that's that the fly? Independence Day Resurgence. Independence Day. I think that's what he talks about. Yeah. Uh, you mean IDR. IDR, yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. Itter. Yeah. Itter. Good old Itter. Uh, yeah, a delight. Good comics. We're excited. Heck yeah, everybody. Well, I'm so glad to be back here with you guys. We're so glad to have you. You're always more welcome. Often. Seriously. I need to just add You haven't even been calendar. on the new set yet, have you? I have. I guessed it. Like you, I guessed Wait, were you on Quip, the big Marvel show? It's true. I was actually in, I think, two episodes. One I guest hosted, and the other one I we just did a bit on. Mm. No, I think, no, it was the same it was the same episode, I think, where we did a whole, <laughs> we did some physical comedy. It was great. I didn't destroy anything. No. Somehow. But it's not physical. But it, I got close. Like, I, was, I yeah. ran off, and there was, a, there was fisticuffs. We were talking about the clone conspiracy and, nice. and cloning, and there was—I have a clone running around, and he was causing trouble. Naturally, yeah. Dick Low. Oh wow! Yeah, perhaps. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, everybody. Fantastic. Fantastic. Do you guys have a jingle? We, we have, have a, a theme whole song. song. We have a theme song. Yeah. song. But was it written just for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. We paid cash money, and we have a song with actual different parts to it. 
I can awesome. send it to you. It's it's a delight. Yeah, it's really uh, nice. You'd like yeah. it. I just wasn't sure if it was made for you guys. So I'm excited yes. that it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Made just mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Well, enjoy yourselves. Specifically made for us uh, and Mark and Patrick. It's yeah, there's a section that we, we, need to get we made uh, for the West Coast. Stromy oh, okay. and the Wolfman. Yeah. And the, uh, uh, Jimmy Yaron, who did it for us, he made it uh, like West Coast rap vibe <laughs> to their part. It's really good. <laughs> That's but awesome. now we have to get a replacement because they're, both of them are called out and the Wolfman is no longer with Marvel. Oh, so, no. Yeah, he left. Yeah. Um, He's dead to us. All such right. life. Hopefully someday he'll be dead no more Whoa! thank you everyone nick low <laughs> thanks guys bye bye, bye nick yeah, so that's the kind of thing that just happens here sometimes so as you, you can know tell who's drop in we were trying to get dan slot to yep. come on yep. the show because he's yep. working out of the office today and he uh, got we got like an intercepted pass yes he was we got Nick Lowe instead. Uh, you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm happy. I had a feeling. Yep. Uh, because earlier when I went to try to retrieve Dan Slot, Nick Lowe was headed towards his office. Yeah. So I had a sense that he would not make it here. Uh, but it's okay. Like you said, Nick Lowe, Nick Lowe in the in the hedge is worth two Dan Slots in the field. That that's definitely as a they say. Yep. It's in the Bible. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Speaking it. of the Bible, up next, Extraordinary X Men Annual Number One. We got two stories in this jammy. The first one is by Ollie Masters. I think it's mm-hmm. Ollie's first Marvel story. I believe so. Uh, Ollie Masters uh, wrote it, penciled by Carlo Barberi, inks by Walden Wong, colors by Israel Silva and Rochelle Rosenberg, and it features our core Extraordinary X Men crew uh, going on a jailbreak because the uh, Terrigen Mist Cloud is making its way over a prison in the UK and so the prison has two count them two two mutants in the in the prison and they are uh, our favorites Ben two of the nasty boys yep Ruckus and Ramrod I was missing out on some slab oh some slab. hair bag what's the little one the that's slab that's slab slab is the little bald guy that like shrinks and grows yep shrinks yeah. and grows his sister is uh Thumbelina, Thumbelina, who was in the Mutant Liberation Front. Yep. And I was always just like, oh, it's cool the two characters have similar powers. And then they revealed that they were brother and sister. Uh, it was great. Yes. It was truly the golden age of comics. Yes, but Ruckus and Ramrod are being held. Ramrod is my favorite. Yes. How can uh, you not like Ramrod? Car Ramrod. Yeah. Uh, in Kent, England, they're being held there. So the, the, uh, the Extraordinary X-Men come up with a plan where they have to do a whole bunch of things in order to hit this quick deadline to get them out, uh, which means some of the X-Men are going to be powerless for a short period of time. They're going to have to work around some things. Luckily, there's a prison riot going on because it's England. There's always a prison riot going on. They're lawless people. Take that, England. Yeah, England, we're coming to get you. I love England. Don't don't listen. No problems with England. Uh, And so all this craziness is going on, and it's really fun. There's a little bit of subterfuge. Really fun story. Great job, Ollie, on the first Marvel story with us. Man, this backup story. And this backup story. Backup story by Brendan Moncler, Rosie uh, Campe, and Ian Herring. And it's a Forge team-up with Moon Girl. The dream team you've been waiting to see, which is Forge and anyone. You don't like Forge, I detest Forge. Crystal or Forge, who do you hate more? I hate Crystal way more than Forge, but I don't like Forge. Forge is terrible at being an X-Man. That's what he's got on his resume. I am a bad X-Man. You know what he keeps doing? Being an X-Man. And, like, the thing is, his power is, I can invent anything. Yeah. Invent 
all the things. Yeah. Say, like, invent a thing that... How about invent some credibility for yourself, guy? Invent a machine that stops people from getting sick from the Terrigen Mist. Yeah. Boom. Do that. Done. That's you something. You are the greatest mutant ever. No, he's too busy cobbling together, you know, Cerebros. Yeah. Oh, it, great. We can go find mutants who are sick. Crying over Storm. Oh, always still. crying over Storm. Don't get over it. Got all the X-Men killed once upon a time. That can follow the mutants. Oh, yeah. That's my main memory of him. Yep, yep. Got Storm depowered. Great. Because he invented a gun that depowered mutants. Uh, just, you know that's not going to backfire. Just, uh, just, just a loser. Yeah. In all stretches. But Moon Girl, however, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, Moon Girl, a she's delight. Super smart. Uh, they make a joke that she was posting about this thing, this rocket that she wanted to build on Reddit, and so there's all this stuff, and that's how Forge finds her. And then they have this little chat, and he's like, "This is not gonna work. This is not gonna work." This I is don't not like that Forge discourages her, surely based solely on his own incompetence yeah. and his own feelings of uh, not being able to live up. I think Forge needs to face reality. And uh, just get the hell out of my comics. He needs to forge ahead. He needs to forge somewhere. Uh, <laughs> back into the Civil War II of it all. We've got Guardians of the Galaxy number 12, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Valerio Skeety, colors by Richard Eisenhoff. This is, as you alluded to, kind of another look at what the Guardians do during Civil War number 5. But from the point of view of the Guardians, first we get a long treatise from Rocket Raccoon on why Earth is terrible and why he hates Earth and he hates humans and he's just not happy about it. Um, he likes his other his fellow Guardians, but that's about it. They have come to Earth. They're trying to decide what they're going to do in this whole Civil War scenario. Some of them side with Carol Danvers. A few of them have feelings towards Tony Stark, although most of them are like, we don't, we don't like Tony enough that we're going to stand in the way of the majority of the team. We see, like we saw in Civil War 2, number 5, the Guardians get involved in the big fight. We saw what happened with their ship. We saw the aftermath of everything. And even worse for everyone, in the aftermath, Gamora hears something, which is going to set her off like nothing else can. Right. Like nothing, nothing else can. Nothing else can. Uh, on to International Iron Man, number 7, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Alex Malev, colors by Paul Mounts. And um, I love this book. This is great. This it's is a great book, man. This is telling the story of... <clears throat> Of Tony Stark's birth parents. And it's cool because it's a very, how do I say? It's a very genre-y book. It's not a superhero book. No. It's not, you know, explosions and punches. There are explosions. But it's, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a spy book. It's kind of a romance book. It's kind of just a slice of life book. It's very different. I, and that it all works. those reasons are why I love it so much. Um, well, you're welcome. Yes. I gave you all your reasons. Terrific. Uh, but it's really cool. We get to see more of this origin of um, of Amanda Strong, who mm -hmm. is a recording artist. She gets wrapped up in Shield. She gets wrapped up with an agent. You know, what my favorite line in the entire book is which one? I'm gonna wait until you get to it. Uh, keep keep moving. So when we just keep flipping pages. No, I'm saying, oh, it's right there. That's what she goes. I, she goes. I got you a gift. I peed on it and everything. Yeah, that was a great. That's I, the best line of the year. I enjoyed that as well. Of the year. Wow. Yep. All right. I am digging in on this one. I don't think this can be outdone. Yeah. You get this this whole Amanda Strong story, but you also, which is great and it's fun for the most part. There's like high intensity parts. There's action. There's adventure. There's the romance. There's the the scary stuff, the danger. Mm -hmm. Then there's the really like traumatic drama stuff. But there's also the story of Howard and Maria Stark, mm -hmm. which intertwined is um, is something that I 
connected to and I was like, wow, that was that was a really heavy piece and really um, emotionally um, relevant and touching and a really good way to bring the two together and how it does, what it all what it all means and how it all connects to Iron Man. It's fantastic. This is one of my favorite issues probably of the year. It's a great issue. Um, solid, classic Bendis Maleev pairing. Uh, I really, really do. And that's it for International Iron Man. I'm, that is the only thing that I, I'm bummed out about. I yeah. want more. I mean, hopefully we'll see more. It says right. it's going to be continued. Yeah, it, the, the, the end page does say the story continues in Invincible and Infamous it will Iron be Man. Pick, it will be picked up, but certainly this book will be missed. It brought something special to the table during its brief stay on this earth. Much like Karnak number no. 5 does, written by Warren Ellis, art by Roland Boshi, colors by Dan Brown. We've got Karnak meditating in some sort of... Uh, it's, it's in that church he raided last issue where he tracked down the inhuman who has been kidnapped and is being worshipped as some sort of messiah by this bizarre cult. Uh, Karnak's got a cube. He talks a little bit about cubes and what they mean in nature. Then he goes and interrogates Russoff, the painter. Russoff can paint anything. He paints a whole forest scape that him and Karnak talk in. They kind of have a verbal duel with Karnak trying to find the get the best of him. But Russoff keeps taunting him, talking about flaws, talking about flaws in Karnak, talking about how he never went through the Terrigen Mist, hits some really uh, sore spots, and keeps painting them into different scenes. The art on this is beautiful. And then finally, Karnak has had enough. Uh, something really gory happens. Like, this is just a page of pure, unadulterated gore. It's pretty great. Uh, and then Karnak, covered in blood, runs out, saying he knows what he has to do. He has a new mission. A new mission, indeed. Yep. And another new mission arises in Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man versus Sinister Six, number three. It's called Miles from Home. It's adapted from an episode written by Kevin Burke and Chris Doc Wyatt, directed by Roy Burdine, and adapted by our man Joe Caramagna. Yeah. All right, we've got Mighty Thor number 11. Uh, as you heard earlier, Nick Lowe, very excited about Thor comics, and this one as is... As it should be. Yeah, yeah. No surprises here. This one is terrific. Written by Jason Aaron, art by Russell Dodderman and Matt Wilson, and it's terrific. It opens up with, as we saw last issue, Jane Foster coming to the rescue of Thor. What? Say what? Say what? I've been watching Clone High. Oh, nice. Oh, my gosh. So good. Never seen it. That's where I get the say what from. Yeah. No, I assume you created that. You just destroyed my worldview. <laughs> Wow. All right. Um, I did reference uh, Porcupine Junction earlier. Porcupine today. Racetrack, First yeah. Frank, Porcupine Racetrack. It popped up today. when I opened Twitter, and then when I went to, to retweet it or favorite it, it was yeah. the, the tweet went down because of Twitter's, like, maybe you missed uh, this crap. And I was like, damn it. I'll never find it again. I know. I'm reading the book. I'm almost done. Of what? Union of the State. <gasps> yeah. No, no, there was a book. Yeah. You know what? There's also an album that actually got released. Holy crap. Very surreptitiously. About six years ago. What is the book about? Just the about history the of rise and fall. The history of of the troop, mm -hmm. the state. It goes through like all their college stuff, even in their child, the various childhoods. Indeed. It's an oral history mostly I, from each of them and the people involved in the shows. I would take that book from you when you are done with it. I have it digitally because oh. that's how I read most of my books. Son of a. You can. I you, will get. I will get it digitally. Maybe I will gift one to oh, you. Oh, that would be wonderful. Uh, and it's terrific. It tells all their story, and then like I think at this point I'm into. Stella. They oh, just cool. like state is done. Um, so go all the Viva way through, variety. Go all is, the way through Wet Hot and everything. I would assume so because right. I still have like 
there's still like 15 20 percent left in the book and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about screw you uh no just kidding you should have a subscription to Hulu Plus mm-hmm. and go check out The State, yes. which is the greatest sketch, greatest comedy, sketch show comedy show of all time. Of all time. Have you seen The State? I have not. I didn't oh, think so. I didn't man. think so. We were doing I had so no faith. well. I also don't subscribe to Hulu. So. Well, oh, we were doing so great. Oh, for two right levels. there. Yeah. yeah. All your all your degrees won't get you nothing on that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, back to The Mighty Thor number 11. Yes. Sorry. So the big mystery. How is Jane there while well, Thor is there? Uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. We also got Dario Agar as he's uh, the Minotaur. Yeah, Minotaur? Bull. Yeah, he's Man a Minotaur. Bull. Yeah, Minotaur. He's a Minotaur. Uh, one thing I'm always interested in, where's his junk? Because he's, he's a human man turned I into think, a giant I think it's just, man bull. It's not tucked in between his legs. So it, that's I think a lot it is. To t- I would imagine that's a lot to tuck in. I think but he's tucking and ducking, Most baby. of the time it's like strategic placement of mm-hmm. the panels. But here, not always. you've got this, like, tuft of business. Yeah, but you see how he's, like, arched back because of the way he's hit. I think it's knocked backwards in betwixt his legs mm. and um, would reappear in the next panel were we to have a clear shot. Yeah. Anyway, that's the kind of question that runs that's through my mind. That's the kind of question that always runs through your mind. Yep. Uh, all this big old battle, it's awesome. You've got uh, Exterminatrix. You've got Silver Samurai. You've got this crazy thing, the Ago. Agar Imperative. The Agar Imperative. Uh, which means that uh, Roxxon Island is going to fall, crash, and destroy New York City. But Thor, Thor has to save the day. She's <laughs> like, like, Thor, of all people. Yeah, she's she's great. She does it. She does it in style, in a really cool style. Uh, but we get to see, finally, some, some questions answered, some things coming to the fore. But those only open up so many more questions. And next issue is the history of Mjolnir. Yes. I'm super excited for that issue. Me too. I'm also super excited to talk to you fine people about Paxi Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat Number 10, written by Kate Leth, art by Brittany L. Williams, colors by Megan Wilson. In our last installment, Damon Hellstrom sent Patsy to hell, hell. or something like it. Uh, she's haunted by visions of She-Hulk, by visions of high school, uh, truly terrifying uh, she loops back in with her old boyfriend Buzz Baxter who's also attacking her in the present as Mad Dog and outside of the Hell Dimension Jubilee who now is Patsy's assistant is trying to get Damon to bring her back he says he can't she has to fight her way out of the Hell Dimension uh, there's stuff going on with her supporting characters that's really great and fun there is stuff going on with her relationship with her ex-husbands there is a big demon guy who is not Chathon he is Belial, Belial. Uh, he Good shows old up. Belial, and he's got he's got a really cute little um, robe on. Little it's tunic, like, kind of short. Yep. He's showing off his legs. It's kind of like you can look, but you can't touch. Hundred percent, just like that. Uh, Patsy has to find a way to defeat Belial. She has to find a way to make sure that she's not threatened further by her murderous bad boy ex-husbands and she also has a new enemy scoping her out at the end of the issue and i'm kind of super excited for this next feud i feel like this could be an arch rivalry to go up there like with the macho man ultimate warrior of it all totally. i'm watching the ultimate warrior ultimate collection right now oh yeah so i'm gu- i'm running up to uh savage and warrior it's a lot of matches because they're all like 30 seconds long um, but I'm getting to the Savage Warrior match at WrestleMania, which is one of my favorites of all time. What is that, WrestleMania 7? WrestleMania 7, the retirement match. Mm-hmm. So sad because now Savage, Warrior, Elizabeth, and Sherry are all dead. Oh, my gosh. It's a really depressing. Um, yeah. 
but that match is beautiful. You guys should check it out on WWE Network. Yeah. All right, on to Power Man and Iron Fist number eight. This is a Civil War II tie-in. Uh, it's written by David Walker, art by Sanford Green and Flaviano with colors by John Rock. And uh, we've got Iron Fist who is in jail for something he didn't do. Uh, for I mean, he's he wrongfully arrested along with a whole bunch of other people. And that rubs Luke Cage in the craw. Yeah. Rubs him in the craw? That's the phrase. Gets in his craw? Gets in his craw. Gets Sticks in his craw. In his craw. Sticking in his Sticks craw. Sticks in his craw. Yep. Uh, so Luke is trying to figure out how they can deal with this problem. He's got a whole bunch of people, uh, relatives for the other people who are uh, locked up. He's mm-hmm. got Senior Magico. Which oh, God, so Senior Magico is so great. Yeah. Senior Magico is so good. Everything about this book is 100% top-notch amazing. If Senior Magico made an appearance on the upcoming Marvel's Luke Cage on Netflix, I would endorse you to play him. I would thank you for I that. I think you would be a great senior magic Yeah, I'll take that. All right. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, we also get, you know, Cockroach. We get Disco I Devil. I love Cockroach. I love we, Disco Devil. I love all these characters. Yeah. Uh, we even get to see uh, Songbird show up. Mm-hmm. Then Centurious, who I was mm. not familiar with. But they were on the Thunderbolts together. Centurious? Yeah, Centurious is an old, uh, I think he's a Ghost Rider villain. Mm. But remember when Luke Cage was leading the Thunderbolts? Yeah. Uh, he was one of the members. Him and Songbird both were members. That's where that whole connection comes from. Look at you. Dun, Always dun, knowing dun, things. Dun, dun. Uh, but it's great, and we get to see by the end how this turns into a Civil War II crossover, what that's going to mean for Ugh. Power Man and Iron Fist. But, man, this title Lee. is so good. Please don't sleep on this. It's so yeah. fantastic. Great job by David Walker and the team. Also a great job by Becky Cloonan, Steve Dillon, Frank Martin on the oh, feel-good so story of the good. year. Here in The Punisher, people are just happy. Uh, they're getting their throats cut. Basically, Punisher has tracked down drug dealers to their home base in Exeter Asylum. Uh, men, women, they all get treated the same by The Punisher. They just get blown up and stabbed and shot. The authorities are on the case as well. Uh, one of them gets their face cut off by the guy named Face. So I guess we now know where he gets his name from. He cuts people's faces off. Then he pumps the guy full of drugs and sends him after his former partner so he's just this shambling faceless monster just saying Ugh! and the partner's good. like stop it please don't make me and oh it's so sad and punisher is continuing to pursue everyone he oh god i like i like oh <laughs> the way this woman gets it is not pretty um, nothing pretty about this book, well, except it's gorgeous. It is because it's drawn by Steve Dillon, but it is just the most violent, sick stuff. Uh, Frank finds a bunch of inmates who are pumped full of drugs and uses his bazooka to beat the crap out of them. And this drug basically like turns them yeah, into it berserker, turns into rage berserker super soldiers. Yeah. Um, and there's still more, there's still more to come. Yeah. It's uh, and I love I love the name of the letters page. Yeah. Publisher punish. Totally. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, good stuff all around, guys. As many people know, Steve Dillon is one of my all-time favorite artists. But one of the things that I think he does so well is drawing eyes mm. and emotion, conveying emotion yes. through eyes. He is a master, mm-hmm. and it's really apparent in an issue like this because you've got Punisher, who doesn't say a lot, not a lot, um, Made but a few words is says so much through actions and you know facials and and just through the eyes uh yep. so good becky and, and steve and them are just killing his it. facials just oof. yeah all the good facials oh boy 
All right, on to Uncanny X-Men uh, number 13, written by Colin Bunn. Lucky number 13. Yep, art by Greg Lenn, Jay Lyston, and David Curiel. Uh, we've got the team along with Black Tom Cassidy. Oh. So fun to see him. I believe it's Cassidy. Cassidy, Cassidy would be John Cassidy. That's true. It's true. Spells uh, it differently. With Black Tom, they're infiltrating Someday Corporation, trying to look at what the hell they're doing with mutants. Um, and they've got that going on. You've got Mystique, who that was really the plan. They had two plans all along. Yep. They enacted them. They wanted to grab one of these I weird I don't know if the main team knew that there was the other plan going on, though. I think Mystique's Magneto only... Knows. That's what I'm saying. I think she's only answering to Magneto. Like yeah. this, It continues the whole Psylocke is not being told everything trend. Yeah. Uh, Magneto's got all his plans in motion. You've got uh, some really interesting stuff where we see what the Someday Corporation is all about. Uh, and Mystique is, you know, inside, figuring things out, getting deep, getting dirty. We find who is behind some stuff or is going to play a bigger part in the upcoming issues. Pretty that's cool. A, that's Pretty a cool 90s reveal. superstar right 90s-tastic. Speaking of 90s-tastic, Venom, Space Knight number 12, written by our boy Robbie Thompson, art by Gerardo Sandoval, colors by Dono Sanchez Amara. This is a Civil War II tie-in. Venom is back on Earth along with the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy. The Venom symbiote has this cool encounter with Spider-Man. Um, and we learn that the status quo between Venom, Symbiote, and Spider-Man has totally changed. And that leads to a team-up between Venom and Spider-Man. They are trying to find Mania, who is Venom's uh, female sidekick from when he was in his solo series that Rick Remender and Cullen Bunn wrote. Uh, he does locate Mania, but unfortunately... Her Clintar has not been cleansed like his, so there's a little fighting. Yeah, you gotta get that Clintar cleansed. Gotta get your Clintar cleansed, people. You can't just run around with a dirty Clintar. Uh, Spider-Man does help out, and there's more than meets the eye as far as why that Clintar was unclean. All right, on to... Oh, God, man. I know. Vision number 11. Wow. Written by Tom King. Art by Gabriel Hernandez Volta. Colors by Jordi Belair. And this is, I mean, it's one of the best comics Marvel's probably put oh, out in a no doubt. long time. This but issue is hard to read. Yeah, it's for really a lot of reasons. crushing uh, emotionally. Just so much is going on. Vision has come to the point where he's like, I, I must kill Victor, my mm -hmm. brother, uh, this, my fellow Avenger, this, this person who murdered my son. I have to kill him. He's he's at this point. I have the, to kill him. I will not let anyone stop me from killing him. Yeah. The Avengers like, no, please. And he's like, nope, got to do this. And then you've got Vision's family who they're having breakdowns across the board. Uh, the you know Viv and uh, just all all that's left. There's screaming. There's crying. There's upset. There's more death. Horrible. There are two big deaths in this. Ugh. And it's. All that, and you've got this really, I, this backdrop of Simon Williams, aka Wonder Man, playing the role of Omega the Unknown it's in a movie. It's pretty great. It's a nice, it's a nice touch. I was like, I, I want to see more. I'd of love that. to see that. Yeah. I want to see a comic book about Simon Williams playing Omega the Unknown. Yeah. Um, Vision gets to the point where he's ready to do the deed. Of course, Scarlet Witch and Agatha Harkness show up. You could say he's reached the end of his Vision quest. Mm. Uh, all that goes down, and it takes a neat little swivel. And man, that Tom King uh, is brutal. Keep keep that guy away from me. Brutal. Uh, 
unfortunately he is retiring after this yeah. so we'll never see him again damn but shame incredibly talented all right last up we have the conclusion to vote loki it's issue number four written by christopher hastings art by landon foss colors by chris chuckery loki gives uh the reporter who has basically given him everything gives her one last chance to kind of disprove him he is being worked against by angela and thor they're working behind the scenes to try to stop him so loki basically goes out and gives a speech and he promises not to lie as always and he's basically just these are his own supporters and they grill him on the issues they find out that he really doesn't have any stances on anything he's just got a lot of uh rhetoric and a lot of words uh much in the same way some might say all republic um our politicians do uh, <laughs> and so loki eventually uh still runs for office we see the outcome of that we see what happens and uh this is just a fun little little aside and uh the ending is a big question mark as well and there it is yeah there it was there it was man you got to pick first okay um as nick lowe foretold i'm gonna go with amazing spider-man number 18 mm. great issue mm. Um, I would pick Vision, but it was just... It was too much, King. You went too far. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick International Iron Man number seven. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah, yeah. All right. Wait. As we will ask mm. from now on, Sorry, Amanda, I forgot. which uh, one of these issues that we've talked about do you most want to read? Huh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with question. Hellcat, probably. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hellcat's a good one. It's a great, great book. One. one of my favorite books right now. All right. Collections on sale. We've got Amazing Spider-Man and Silk, the Spider-Fly Effect. Astonishing Ant-Man, Volume 2, Small-Time Criminal. Captain America, Epic Collection, Volume 2, The Coming of the Falcon. Captain America, Serpents Unite, Volume 1. Doctor Strange, Omnibus, Volume 1. That would be a great gift for anyone this holiday season. Um, Gamora, Guardian of the Galaxy. Haunted Mansion, already out in hardcover. That's pretty cool. Marvel the Hip Hop Covers, Volume 1, out in hardcover. There's going to be more than one volume of that. It's crazy. We have a million hip hop covers, and they're all cool. Power Man hip and Iron. Hop to the hip to the hip yes. to the hop, hop, hop. Just hop, like hop, that. Hip hop. Power Man and Iron Fist, Volume 1, The Boys Are Back in Town. Rocket Raccoon and Groot, Volume 0, Bite and Bark. And X Men Fatal Attractions. Yeah. Love me some X Men Fatal Attractions. Yeah, you do. All right, digital comics on sale this week of all the books we've talked about, as well as Ultimate Spider-Man Infinite Comic number eight and Deadpool Too Soon Infinite Comic number six. Plus, uh, not a ton of other stuff on the app this week, but we did get 25 issues of Exiles. Yep, because Jordan White demanded it. Yeah, or 26 issues. 25? I can't do the math right yeah. now. Come on. Uh, Exiles 75 through 100. And Just say that. That's easier. Yeah. 75 through 100. And uh, it's pretty good. We probably got a mathematician over here, too. Yeah. So. Well, she's a math uh, math Scientologist. A mathlete? Yeah. I don't think Scientologist should be used anywhere in that. No, I think we're good with it. Yeah. yeah it's, we're pretty sure that's fair. Yeah. Fine. Digital collections on sale this week. We've got Amazing Spider-Man and Silk the Spider-Fly Effect. Captain America Epic Collection. The coming of... <gasps> The Falcon, Captain America, Serpents Unite, Gamora, Guardian of the Galaxy, Haunted Mansion, Marvel the Hip Hop Covers Volume 1, Power Man and Iron Fist Volume 1, The Boys Are Back in Town, The Astonishing Ant-Man Volume 2, Small Time Criminal, X-Men Fatal Attractions, uh, New Edition, New Edition, yeah. <laughs> Decimation, X-Men The 198, Exiles Volume 7, A Blink in Time, The Torch, 
thing, Idol of Millions, which I think is a Dan Slot. It is Dan Slot. Yeah. If only we could get him in here. Yeah, if only. We'd get past the brick wall that is Nick Lowe. Yeah. And Thunderbolt's burning down burning the house. Burning down the house. Freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited, we've got all-new, all-different Avengers number seven, all-new Hawkeye number five, Angela, Queen of Hell number six, Astonishing X-Men, Astonishing Ant-Man number six, Carnage number six, Contest of Champions number six, Helen Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. number six, Hyperion number one, Illuminati number five, Infinity Entity number two, International Iron Man number one, Kanan the Last Padawan number 12, Marvel Universe Guardians of the Galaxy number six, Issues 71 and 72, as well as 74 through 89 of the 1978 original Power Man and Iron Fist series, which I know has been one of the big holes in Marvel Unlimited for a long time. Now it is, if not completed, then almost complete. All holes filled. That's what we want to hear. That's, that's our motto here at Marvel Unlimited. Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist number two, Scarlet Witch number four, Silk number six, Spider-Woman number five, Squadron Supreme number five, Star-Lord number five, Starbrand and Nightmask number four, Uncanny and Humans number six, and Web Warriors number five. Wow. So many comics if you're a Marvel Unlimited subscriber. And remember, if you want to get your Marvel Unlimited on, you should definitely have a Marvel MasterCard. You'll get 3% cash back when you use that card for your subscription. Mm -hmm. That right there... Pfft, you're getting you're getting what thirty cents a month back, and that on top of each other, it's like compound interest mm -hmm. that just adds up and adds up and adds up. Yes. So you want to get that? Use your Marvel Mastercard as uh, as the card that you use to pay for Marvel Unlimited. Just put it in there. Don't even think about it. Just let it happen. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. Less thinking, more doing. Yes. Uh, go to marvel.com/slash/credit/card or marvelmastercard.com. Sign up for yours today. Uh, I think it's time for some news. And now, from Marvel Headquarters, it's This Week in Marvel News. And we're back. And we're back. And we've I got... I said that. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't hear you. Um, we got news aplenty this week. We got a lot of comics news. We officially announced Monsters Unleashed, which is our big January launching event. It's going to go all throughout the winter. It's Marvel Superheroes Against Marvel Monsters, written by Colin Bunn, art by some of the best artists in, in uh, comics today. It's going to be something really special. We got the teaser image by Steve McNiven, who's going to be one of the artists working on the project, and it's just gorgeous. Um, it's going to be super fun. If you think comic events are not fun enough, this is going to be bringing the fun. Because who's more fun than Cullen Bunn? Um, no, no one. No one is Tom, more fun. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry, maybe, are more fun than Cullen Bunn. Yeah, Lyle Alzado. Lyle Alzado is not more fun than Cullen Bunn. You're right. That's You're dark. Right. That's dark. Lyle Alzado goes to a dark place. Does it? I think so. Doesn't he? He has like all sorts of personal tragedies. Does he? Yeah, dude. I don't know. I just think of him as like an '80s superstar bodybuilder. No, type things dude. did not go well for him. Sorry, Lyle. Years, years of chemical abuse did not end well for him at all. Sorry, Lyle. Oh, cautionary tale. All right, back to the news, which includes the latest on Lyle Alzado. Uh, we got a new Hulk series coming out, starring Jennifer Walters. She does come out of Civil War II changed she's a little grayer she's a little more angry she's going to have a new book written by newcomer mariko tamaki who she is an accomplished uh writer in other fields art by nico leone who's been doing the spider-man issues of the civil war ii crossover yeah well, so, i think mariko also has some other comic work outside mm -hmm. of here yeah newcomer to marvel though yeah yeah for sure 
Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be losing its pilot, Brian Michael Bendis. His final arc will be called Grounded. It's all about the Guardians stranded on Earth following Civil War II. That's going to be running beginning in December. Also beginning in December, Rocket Raccoon. It's a new series written by your boy, Matthew Rosenberg, uh, art by Jorge Coelho. And that's going to be all about Rocket on Earth and what he gets up to while he's away from the other Guardians. Eating trash out of dumpsters like a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, that crazy raccoon. Uh, also on the site this week, we talked to Mark Wade and Mike Del Mundo about what they've got planned for Avengers. And we had a great Paul Renaud sketchbook for Captain America, Sam Wilson. Over in games, Luke Cage got his new Power Man and Iron Fist look over in Marvel Puzzle Quest. And I know there's a attached... Uh, feature with Marvel Insider, our new program that can be used on Marvel Puzzle Quest, so check that out. Future Fight debuted a new Shadowlands set with a bunch of new characters and also new costumes, and Marvel Pinball got Women of Power, which means you can now play as Black Widow, Squirrel Girl, Spider-Gwen, a whole bunch of other great female characters uh, who are part of the Women of Power initiative going across our games. Mm-hmm. Um, Stromy and Christine are going to talk about uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm sure a ton Oh, is that more. back? Hello. Hello. My name's Ghost Rider. Would you Hello. like to ride oh, on my bicycle? Rider. Oh, I forgot. We had a new episode of What the? Oh, yeah. With Ghost Rider. Yeah. And S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, it was a fun was, one. I watched it with John. <laughs> I love the Ghost Rider bit. Yeah. Uh, that was that was fun. I Just all the gags. Mm-hmm. In the bar. There's, a, there's one in the bar. It's great. Zemo's Roadhouse. <laughs> I was so glad we brought back Zemo's Roadhouse. Yeah. House, H-A-U-S. Yep. Uh, you can find that on the Marvel YouTube channel. Um, or Marvel.com. Yeah. Or just ask us. We'll give you the... Yeah. We'll, we'll, t- we'll tweet, we'll tweet you, you a link. Yeah. It's very fun. Uh, but yes, lots of Ghost Rider stuff to talk about. So why don't we send it now over to the West Coast? And we are going to have them announce the next Twim URC in their segment. So if you're waiting for the next Twim URC, listen there. And then look later. Sure. Thanks. It's the West Coast, show me of the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me of the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me of the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me of the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me of the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, baby. Hello, this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by assistant editor Christine Nin. And you are joining <laughs> the Stromstein show. We are on our. Steel Wheels tour still? Is my German accent getting any better? It's better than what I will never try. But but it's improved? Yeah. I feel like my German ancestors are just like flogging themselves in their grave. You could belong in Captain America 1. Okay. Um... (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, my German ancestors, they, uh, they're thrilled with me. Uh... Anyway, what we got going on in this week in Marvel, I feel like we've got some action going on. Of course, we've got S.H.I.E.L.D. We had the season premiere of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We got to meet Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider. He just, like, bam. First, like, three minutes. How long did it take? Did it take, like, 90 seconds for Ghost Rider to just, like, blast in? Two minutes, maybe? Well, yeah. But you didn't see the full transformation until, like... Then it's just like... 35 minutes in. Sorry for for blowing everyone's eardrums. Gabriel Luna's awesome. Yes. Yes. Gosher is awesome. Gabriel Luna plays him. Plays Robbie Reyes. It's a... uh, Which is super confusing when I read the scripts. Because 
obviously Robbie's brother is Gabe. Yeah. So whenever I'm reading a script and someone refers to Gabe, I think they're talking about Robbie. Because I, in my I've head, Robbie is that. Gabe. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, my brain gets confused. But yeah, so it was an awesome premiere episode. We saw, you know, life model decoys, LMDs. Um, we yeah, saw uh, well, we saw um, Ada. Yeah. Yes. And then we saw, you know, Quake doing her thing, um, kind of Megan, running around East L.A. Megan people Quake in their boots. Yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we just kind of saw the new team dynamic, how, you know, there's a new director and just kind of We haven't met yet. We haven't met, but we saw how the dynamic has changed within everyone on the team. Yes. Um, and of course, since we're back with, uh, with the show, we're back with new sort of stuff promoting it. Uh, one thing that I've been working on, it's my little baby, my little child, <laughs> is a new original uh, web series we're doing called Forging Marvel's Shield. Um, this will be a semi-regular um, behind-the-scenes look at the series. Uh, we are working on, as we are talking, we're working on just ironing out the last details, finalizing uh, the first episode. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, you can find it on Marvel.com, our YouTube, our social handles on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. social handles on everywhere. I'm very proud of this. Uh, I've been working really hard on it, and um, it actually turned out all right, which <laughs> I can't say of everything that I do. So, yay! I haven't seen it. I didn't suck <laughs> this time. Um, anyway, like I say, that will be coming semi-regularly. We won't have a behind-the-scenes look at every single episode because that would have killed me. <laughs> I would be a sad crying puddle right now if I had to produce 22 of these. But it will be about, like, let's say uh, every other episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. we will have a new... I believe there are going to be five episodes in this first... Um, in this first... Arc. Arc that we're doing. Five episodes... Not five episodes of Marvel's Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D., but rather five episodes of... Forging Marvel Shield coming out over the course of the next couple months. That's awesome. Um, and uh, uh, then, of course, we'll have more once uh, once we come back. But go check those out. Like I say, very proud of those. Um, we also uh, start off a new season of This Week in Marvel's Agents of Shield. Of course, that's where I go setting. I talk with some of the cast, some of the crews, directors, writers, anyone really. Um, uh, about that week's episode. For this season's first episode, I talked with uh, Gabe Luna, who plays Robbie Reyes, uh, as we previously mentioned. Um, so you can listen in on that, hear about uh, how he first got the role, um, his love of guitars. He actually, he, he actually just literally will walk around set and walk around the lot just like strumming the guitar and like oh. serenading people. It's awesome. I want to be serenaded. Um, I don't, I don't know if serenading is the right word to say. He just he, he does his uh. <laughs> anyway, it's it's good. It's fun. <laughs> listen in, listen. In, you'll learn more about it. Um, so you can download that. That should also be live by the time you guys are listening to this. We'll of course have new clips from next week's episode coming up. Um, some other things maybe. Uh, and um. Next week, 
All new episode again, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in our new time, 10, 9 central, Tuesdays on a, uh, ABC. Uh, next week, we meet the new director. I think that's the biggest thing that happens there. Uh, there's more Ghost Rider action, of course. That's awesome. Um, more Ghost Rider. We meet the new director. Um, and some other things happen. Maybe we'll not... see some more lovey-dovey things from Macalena. No, not not next no. week. No Macalena next week. Fine, and then how about Fitzsimmons? Um, where is the love? I, I think you see a little bit of Fitzsimmons in this one, maybe. Um, yes. I'll just go write There's some more. There's more Macalena coming up. Don't worry. I'll just write some fan fiction in the meantime. Don't do that. Don't be a nerd. I'm gonna go on Tumblr and just unship them all. Don't be a nerd. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. There's some more Macalena coming up. You will have more Macalena sooner rather than later. Um, and that's all for S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, over in the world of Marvel's Luke Cage. It premieres next week. All episodes on exclusively on Netflix. Yep. On Friday the 30th. But, but this week, what did we have, Christine? We had a lot of things. So we've had character posters. So we had past weekend, we had both Misty, Misty Knight, and Clara Temple. And then t- tomorrow, by the time you guys listen to this, we'll have... Three new ones. For Shades, for Mariah, and for uh, Cornell Cottonmouth Stokes. They all look pretty intimidating. Uh, But that's not all we have for Luke Cage. We also have a featurette from, you know, them talking about what is the origin of Luke Cage. Who is he? What has he been up to since we last saw him on Marvel's Jessica Jones? All right. So we got that. Um... And maybe that's all the that's all for Luke Cage. Yeah, I think that's all the Luke Cage action we had this week. Um, Doctor Strange, Marvel's Doctor Strange. Uh, yes, yes, we do have. Uh, we launched the STEM challenge. Yes, thank you. The STEM challenge. Talk, talk about the STEM challenge. It's for this is why Christine's <laughs> here, so that I know. Um, we're looking for s- some really intelligent young women to pretty much enter this contest. And what do they win? They win tickets to the premiere? I didn't read the... You, you're supposed to know these things. Uh, yeah. You're so the one that posted about this. I got to get a press release. <laughs> you're supposed to read the press release. I did. I did. Um, so we're looking for, you know, young, smart ladies. <laughs> All right. You know what? Obviously, you're going to have to go on Marvel.com to get more information about this because Christine is not being a help here. Uh, no help. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, All right. And then, uh, finally. Uh, we also had a featurette for Doctor Strange as well. We did? We did, which is also about talking about his origin, how he became a neurosurgeon. Wasn't that like two weeks ago? No, it was this past weekend as well. Oh my god, my brain has just like melted out of my <laughs> e- the the like shield premiere has just ruined my brain. Uh, it's it's just. Well, hey, you know what? I remembered all the stuff that I was supposed to remember, Christine. And I remembered all the details about but it. You okay, and then, all I, these and then I threw it on to you. I threw it on to you, and I'm like, Christine, tell us about the stuff you posted. And you're like, Yeah, we're uh, young ladies. Come, be intelligent. Well, yeah, because they're going to create a science vlog. Um, oh, now you're reading the press release? No, I'm not. Yes, you, I'm <laughs> looking at you reading it on your phone. No. It's my screensaver. 
Oh, All that just screen. Your screensaver just happens to be <laughs> the press, the text no. of the press release for the that? Doctor Strange STEM challenge. Talking about my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, to each their own, I guess. Uh, capping things off, uh, the next This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club will be us. Yeah. We are uh, Christine. I allowed her to choose, and she chose. Um, some old uh, Luke Cage comics. In Luke Cage, of Hero for Hire. Of, uh, Marvel's Luke Cage. Uh, and appropriately enough, the next This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club will be, or Twim URC as we call it, will be the Thursday following uh, Luke Cage's debut. So if you're looking, or sorry, Marvel's Luke Cage debuting on Netflix. Um, so if you're looking to sort of see where it all started, um, see how very much these comics are a product of, of the, the 70s. 70s. Like that phrase, uh, where's my money, honey? Where's my money, honey? <laughs> his, his famous phrase to Dr. Doom. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll be reading that comic. That's a little later in the run. But what we'll be reading is um, the first five or six issues. Yeah, there's 16 in that. Pool. Yeah, there's 16. So we'll read like the first five or six issues, wherever there's a nice break point in those first five or six issues, whether it's issue five or issue six. Uh, I was supposed to look that up. That's on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I razzed you for <laughs> not knowing your stuff earlier, and now I'm just I'm just sitting here with an egg on my face. But it'll be first five or six issues of that. Um, written by Archie Goodwin and Steve Englehart, and uh, I am forgetting. The name of the was it George Tuska? Was it George Tuska who was the first artist on those books? I want to say it's George Tuska. Um, Christine's staring at me. Christine <laughs> didn't even know what the Spider-Man clone saga was until I explained it to her. Sorry, why, why but am these I things happened before I was alive. <laughs> I know for a fact you were alive in the '90s. Maybe I was just a toddler. You're older than I am. <laughs> no. By like six I just, months. I just look young. <laughs> <laughs> wait. It's a wait, day. I'm kind wait, of delirious. Wait. You are a legal adult, right? We are We are not like <laughs> illegally using child labor here, are we? Some people, I mean, I still get carded for our movies. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. I don't think I'm like that young. I've never once even seen anyone carded for an R movie. I've never Maybe been it's carded for. Glendale. I was like 13 years old in Minnesota, like going out, like 11 years old. My mom would just drop me off at the theater and be like, "Okay, honey, <laughs> go go I've... see Requiem for a Dream now." Oh, I've been held back a go, lot. Go enjoy Schindler's List. Yeah, I got. Held back. I don't know why from those the are. I don't know why those are the movies I jumped to. But I think it's just probably Glendale that's super enforcing all these roles. Mm, yeah, in Minnesota we're a little laissez-faire. <laughs> um, anyway, all right, that's that's it for us. Uh, no animation news. No new animated episodes. And we'll this be week. back next week. Yes. Um, so uh, no Harrison Wilcox, unfortunately. But uh, kicking over back to those fine chaps in New York uh, who are probably talking about Civil War II or something. Uh, anyway, until then, until next week, Bye. thank you for listening. Stromstein Alt!
All right. Wow. They crushed it. Who saw that one coming? I know. Amazing. Yes. Christine continues to excel. Yes. Strami continues to decel. Oh. Great. Speaking of what? Speaking of decelerate or accelerating. Yeah, cars. What a transition over into all new Ghost Rider, which I think is the most recent Twim URC we have ever done. I think, I think so. so. It's it's the most yeah. current one, and of course we picked it because of the tie-in to Marvel's Agents of Shields. Robbie Ray is showing up there, but also it's just a damn good book. It really uh, is written by Felipe Smith, art by Tradmore to start, and then did we get any of the uh, Damian Scott issues in this run? I think we we held off on the yeah. Damian Scott issues, but yeah, Tradmore art um, mm-hmm. for the first I think it's five issues that we would have talked about here. Just a great design book just crazy like all the detail paid to the car stuff all the detail paid to the costume in uh the stuff on the streets just great super kinetic very there's like manga feel to it there's you know really there's just so much Mm -hmm. cool weird stuff happening throughout it uh but this is this is the the introduction to robbie reyes into the marvel universe this is how he becomes Ghost Rider. This is sort of his first story, the first ride. tale, his the first, first ride. Yeah, ride or die. Yeah, you know. I taught you that. Yeah, good. It's fast and it's furious. Yeah, uh, but it, it's it's cool because this is a different Ghost Rider than those we've been used to. Yeah, um, we don't necessarily know all that going in, mm-hmm. but one, there's no motorcycle. No That's motorcycle. That's been tradition of the last two, three. Last three or so. Yeah. Because, yeah, Johnny Blaze, Danny Ketch, Alejandra, uh, they all rode motorcycles. They were the main Ghost Riders. The dude, Vengeance. Yeah, what was his deal? He was. Spikes? Yeah, he was like an alternate Ghost Rider. I remember back in the day when all the Marvel characters were getting replaced by their dark Doc Bullgangers. Like, Thunderstrike was Thor, and War Machine was Iron Man, and U.S. Agent was Captain America. Then you had Vengeance, who was like, he was like Ghost Rider's Venom, basically. Yeah. How do you make a dude who already has a flaming skull and like look a leather darker. jacket look more dark and extreme? You create vengeance and yeah. put tons of spikes on his it's costume. Great. I love it. Um, so, yeah, we have all that going on here. We learn who Robbie is. He's in sort of like an inner city area of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, you know, just this dude. He's in high school, probably late teens, taking care of his brother. Um and their their parents are gone. It's it's a really like that part of it is really sweet. He's yep. this great brother. He's trying to do the best he can for them. Wants to get them out of there, but he's got the realities of their lives that he has to deal with. Whether it's not having enough money, dealing with bullies, dealing with uh, violence and chaos all yep. around them, uh, and then lo and behold, things just get really weird and really crazy when he encounters this uh the special car this like it's like a dodge charger ish type of car and um then it just gets it gets bananas he wants to take it out for a ride and things Things it's not just a regular car yeah things were badly i described when we were first reading on the ghost i remember when it was coming out week to week i was saying robbie reyes is the closest thing to me to peter parker that you'll get in 2016 um, just as a super relatable character who you were just talking about all the problems he runs into, but it takes it, it dials it up even another notch because he's not, you know, living in the suburbs. He's not comfortable. He doesn't have a family supporting him. So it's this hard luck hero one step further, but still with the great responsibility, with the, 
vibes of just being like a good kid underneath it all who's dealing with these terrible circumstances, uh, powers beyond his understanding. To me, Robbie Reyes is such a classic Marvel character, which is why I'm glad he's stuck. He's got those feet of clay. Uh, he's got his roots in the real world, and so many real-life things apply to this character. Totally. Um, and we also sort of dip him right into the Marvel Universe because mm-hmm. you've got... Um, Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was it was neat because we did have the Hyde, uh, sort of the Carl... What is it? Carl Zabo? Uh, Calvin. Calvin Zabo, uh, who showed up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Well, it, two se- wow, was it two seasons ago? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been quite a ride. It's been a minute and a half. Uh-oh. All right. Where were we? Talking we about talking stuff. about all new Ghost Rider. Yeah, and talking about uh, Mr. Hyde and how that character plays into this story, which is super cool. It's like Mr. Hyde's like, I'm not going to be in New York anymore. Right. All the superheroes are in New York. Nobody's here in Los Angeles. I'll be king. And it's smart thinking. And it it's, really it's kind of cool because Mr. Hyde is a classic Marvel villain, but this is using him in a different way. He's always been just kind of like this brutish I'll punch him up guy here. They play on the fact that his alter ego is a chemist and he knows, you know, he has these drugs that make him into Mr. Hyde. He's not even Mr. Hyde the whole time. No, he's a villain. He's uh, professor Calvin Zabo. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah. Amanda, are you a, a chemist on this level as, uh, as, as uh, Calvin is? Does O-chem count? Organic chemistry, I guess. Well, if you call it O-chem. Yeah. You could have been like, I actually, yeah, I know O-chem. And we were yeah. like, yeah. like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. I can, well, do some, I can do some synthesis problems for you. Sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Maybe we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, so you've got um, Hyde here, and he's sort of getting his drugs out. And so what really happens is the car, Ghost Rider's car, mm-hmm. belongs to a no-goodnik, and there happens to be these drugs in the back of the car, and then, Ain't that always the way? You know, it just all goes top. Classic misunderstanding. Yeah, it's like the parent trap. Just like the parent trap, and uh, Ghost Rider, uh, the spirit that uh, gives Robbie his powers, sort of like, like, come on, yeah, let's kill these guys. Yeah, and I like that. And we learn more about the uh, spirit that is with Robbie as we go on. And that's another touch I like about what Felipe Smith did with this series is that in the past with Ghost Riders, you always had kind of the spirit of vengeance, just this omniscient, not budding in. It was, just, it was understood that there was a demon inhabiting you, but the demon never spoke to the Ghost Rider. They never tried to corrupt them in that way. This is a constant battle to remain good and to stay on the side of angels um, with the, I mean, we, he gets named Eli in this, right? I believe so. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what I read and what I didn't read, but I think we get what? Why are you nodding? Just saying yes, because I read this one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Wow. Well, feel free to, oh, so feel free to contribute. We didn't, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what you, come on, now, you, now you've interjected. Tell us more. I, I nodded, and you saw the nod. You weren't supposed to. You interjected. See. I interjected. Yeah. yeah. That it's an interjection. Out. Classic okay. interjection. Well, feel free to interject more. Um, but, yeah, I just love the fact that he's got this actual corrupting influence that's trying to win him over the dark side. Yeah. Uh, and then the the drugs, the Hyde's drugs, get crazy. And I think part of that is uh, Trad Moore mm-hmm. just unleashing weird mm-hmm. across this book. It's so good. It looks so cool. And dude, the bad guy, one of the bad guys, 
sprouts an extra set of arms, and then it's like he's just muscles upon muscles, yeah. and it's so gross. It's pretty great. Awesome. It's so weird and so fun, crazy violent. Um, it's it's a really cool story, and this is sort of laying the groundwork for the character that you know a lot of elements you'll see seep into Marvel's Agents of Shield. There's literally there's a scene in uh, the maybe the second issue that mm-hmm. is how they introduce they first introduce Ghost Rider in the show mm-hmm. where there's the truck there's a dude with a rocket launcher and mm-hmm. the, the car is coming. The rocket launcher shoots, boom, the car flips in the air, comes back down, and keeps racing. That's right out of the comics. Yeah. It's, like, straight pulled out of there. There's a couple other things, too. It's just it's really neat. I it's like good that. stuff. Yeah. Good stuff across the board wall. Yeah, yeah. I, and reading it again, I just actually liked it even more. I agree. It, it's a very good reread if you've already read it before. Uh, you really come to appreciate the art even more and can catch the little nuances and appreciate that you know where this character is headed. I'm, I'm glad we're going to have a new Ghost Rider series debuting soon because I think this is a character who's great not just on the TV side but comics as well. Felipe Felipe Smith still at the helm. Great. Of the new Ghost Rider series I believe debuting in November. Okay. I think. Cool. I don't know. Fine. Stop looking at me like that. I'm looking at you. Alright. Let's hear what you guys had to say about this beginning with DJ Fanko who says, well I read the entire series. I love the design of the credits page. The tale of Robbie is a sad one. I felt kind of felt like it was strongest in the beginning, but then broke down in issue number eight. Uh, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a sad story, but it's definitely a story that, just like I was saying with classic Marvel stories, he faces tremendous adversity, and he's never going to just be happy and everything working out perfectly for him because that wouldn't reflect the type of story that's being told. Mm-mm. Including the original Ghost Rider was a nice touch. We should mention Johnny Blaze does show up at one point and basically tries to investigate Robbie. In the second half of the book, yeah. Yeah. Oh, then that's in the second half? I do, yeah, I don't remember being in the first five issues. Okay. So eventually goes the original Ghost Rider shows up. Nice touch. Gave Robbie good counsel that nearly saved his soul. My wife and I have been rewatching a lot of Fast and Furious movies lately. Ride or die. Ghost Rider played well with racing themes. Good. That's why we planned it. Uh, Trad Moore's art was fantastic and certainly missed after the first arc. I was impressed by Felipe Smith pulling double duty on writing and art for the last two issues in the series that Felipe can draw. Yeah, dude is mega talented. Very talented. I'm now interested in reading Ghost Racers during my great Secret Wars binge coming up. I'm sure it will be great. Ghost Racers is so fun. Ghost Racers is excellent. I was tickled by that moment Johnny Blaze had with his portable electronics. Hashtag high tech redneck. High tech redneck sounds like a WWE character. Yeah, it would be a great WWE character. Felt like the series just ended rather abruptly. I didn't get the sense there was an adequate resolution with Mr. Hyde. Uh, also, the relationship with Gabe and Robbie just pivoted in one issue. Yes, there are major problems due to Eli. The transition felt abrupt. And the resolution at the end of issue 12 felt tacked on. The brothers' rapport was one of the sweetest things in the series. It was sad the, that bond melted along with Robbie's schooling. And, you know, sometimes comics come to an end before their natural life cycles really do. I know that was the case with the first volume of All New Ghost Rider. Um, fortunately, the story is going to continue in the new Ghost Rider series coming up. Yes. Uh, Johnny Vinyl says, I usually read comics for writing more than art. Uh, an all-new Ghost Rider is the exception. It's just stunning, Johnny says. Mm-hmm. says, I was already reading the series before it was revealed on the Twim URC, uh, so go good luck for me. Mm-hmm. Go good luck go for good me. Go good luck for me. I like that phrase. Me too. He says, I'm equally as excited for Robbie Reyes and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as I am that they're adding him as a team-up in Marvel Heroes 2016. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, was this series Eli's first appearance? Would have been cool if he was, say, some criminal that Punisher put down in the past. That would be cool, but it's not the case. Yeah. This is his first appearance. Yeah. Uh, Johnny asks, uh, has Robbie showed up in post-Secret Wars landscape? Now that he's on TV, I'm sure he will soon. Put him in Champions. That would be great. That would be dynamite to have him in Champions. Um, He was in a lot of Secret Wars stuff. He was in that Secret Wars, Secret Love book, which was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. That issue with him and Kamala Khan. He was in Ghost Racers, and now he will return in another Ghost Rider series. Yeah. Johnny says, Abandoning Gabe absolutely broke my heart. I'm ready to say I do not care for Eli Morrow. <laughs> Sorry to be controversial. There. Very controversial. Yeah, so controversial. controversial. And yes, so apologies if you have not read all 12. Maybe you have. Yeah. I only read Seems the first like a lot five. Of, yeah, a lot reread. of people jumped into all 12. But that's great. Well, that's what we want from you guys. To keep, If you're enjoying it, keep, re-read, keep reading. All right. Kelsey Knobloch says, first Twim URC, thanks to a Marvel Unlimited subscription for my copy of Captain America Civil War. Woo-hoo! Excellent. Big excitement for that. That's fantastic. Issue one of All New Ghost Rider giving me all the feels. This art style is not usually my jam, but maybe it'll grow on me. Interesting. Yeah, Kelsey, I would different. like to know what your jam is in terms of art, because this is my jam and a half. <laughs> Loving the Blazing a New Trail letters page, background info on comics, Makes me appreciate all the hard work that much more. It's true. Mark Panicia, who we're trying to get to come in with us, but he's busy like making comics or something, um, <laughs> does pretty extensive notes in the back of every issue talking about different characters, different designs, different stuff. It's really cool. It's nice added uh, added value. First view of Robbie in issue number two, L-E-G-I-T, almost Dia de los Muertos in style. Uh, so I know the pink pills are bad and all, but those guys deserve to get destroyed for roofing that girl's Yeah, drink. that part, that bummed me the hell mm-hmm. out. But I'm like, these are not good people. No. These, you, you, but still, it's so gross. So gross. So scary. The plaid design on the thug shirt, page 20, issue 2, not flowing with the wrinkles is really <laughs> tripping me out. <laughs> uh, great face-melting transformation, issue number 3 of Ghost Rider on page 16. Less great hip urban substitute teacher cliche that was uh he was not my favorite character yeah but like the the young idealistic teacher who just wants to make a difference you know it's like michelle pfeiffer in dangerous minds but coolio yeah, yeah. Cool, well coolio is not actually in the movie what coolio just does the music video have you ever, wait whoa have whoa, you never whoa, seen dangerous whoa, minds whoa Coolio is not in the movie. No, he's in the music video. Yeah, and I thought that was all about Coolio. No, Coolio he was the is star of the movie. Coolio is not in the movie at all. I am glad I've not seen this film oh, because I would be sorely you disappointed. You should check out Dangerous Minds. No, yeah. I will do no such it was, thing. It's if well it, worth no it. No Coolio, no Ryan. How about all right, that? All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Good to know Robbie's head is still mostly in the right place. Hold on a second. Yeah. Amanda, do you even Coolio? know who Coolio I is? I do. Okay. okay. Yeah. We we have a more knowledgeable intern than we're used to here. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. I feel like how old do you think I am? Young. Young. <laughs> Very young. Okay. 21? 23. <laughs> oh, huge <laughs> okay. difference. Okay. Well, right. I feel old. Uh, the, <laughs> who was the last intern? Josh. Josh. Josh knew a lot of really weird esoteric yeah. things from before he was born. Yeah. So I, we'll see if you do. I too. probably know thumb, some, some, some. From before you guys were born. Um, both of my parents are very... Old? Be- no. You have old... That would make old. sense. That makes sense. <laughs> no, they, they they also are a little outside of their time zone, and they like things from, like, the 30s and the 20s, so... Oh, man. 
All right. Yeah. <laughs> Game on. Yeah. Um, okay. Good to know Robbie's head is still mostly in the right place, not giving in to Eli's comments when his little bro is in the car. Grumpy has got some nice Venom-esque aspects in his art. Grumpy. Grumpy, grumpy is the is the bad guy, the bad mm-hmm. uh, gang dude. Yeah. Yes. Happy ending to all new Ghost Rider number five. Interested to see how Robbie maintains his own kind self and Eli's influence. Yeah. Kelsey, let us know if you keep reading. Penelope Cat says, new Twimurasi selection is all new Ghost Rider, a series I really enjoyed the first time around, and he's coming to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You better believe it. Issue one, right up front, the first page tells you, this is not the Ghost Rider you know. Good. Oh, good. Penelope Cat says he was not a big fan of Ghost Rider before. Yikes. Ooh, awkward. Right off the bat, the series feels like it's set in L.A., not New York City. We see open spaces and sky, not skyscrapers, which is good because that's where it's set. Yeah. Uh, the tears in Robbie's eyes when his brother calls him his hero really tug at the heartstrings. Oh, the Gabe relationship with mm-hmm. Robbie, so good. I mean, it's it's the heart of the series. Yes. Uh, it says, the race scenes have a real sense of energy and motion to them. Overall, the storytelling is fantastic. Robbie's death feels truly brutal. Yeah, yeah. That, I had forgotten about that because it, you know, we know he's alive yeah. in, Ish. overall. But, like, he is murdered yep. right there. And that is, a, it's a brutal scene. He says, Tradmore's art has a real designy feel to it, but still creates distinctly realistic locations and characters. He got nostalgic reading Mark Panich's comments about Luis Reyes recommending that Marvel hire Felipe Smith. Uh, Penelope Cat says, I first heard of Felipe when Luis brought him and some Mm. other creators to the library to speak. After that, uh, Penelope Cat read MBQ and loved it. That's awesome. He says, as much as I enjoyed Felipe's early work, I didn't buy this when it came out. I've just never really connected with Ghost Rider. However, when the first issue hit Unlimited, he loved it. Immediately ordered the first trade and started buying the new issues. Look at that. That is how it happened. Comics in action. Love it. He says, issue two, that opening car chase is fantastic. Can't can't wait to see where these characters are on the screen. Uh, My voice just sometimes goes there. He says, trying to figure out why this version of Ghost Rider clicked with me when others didn't. Maybe because I'm reading this one from the start. Could be. Maybe. I don't know. It's a good question. I think I think this is just like I said. I think this Robbie is a much more relatable character. Not a than either Johnny uh, Blaze, Evil Knievel, yeah, not a character, stunt, stunt or, rider, or whatever the heck Danny Ketch was. Danny was. Ketch did, he, he was, was just, just like, a dude. His sister got killed. Yeah, he was a dude whose police officer's sister got killed, and he became Ghost Rider. He never really. I don't think he ever had like an occupation or anything. Hmm. Danny Ketch. Yeah. Says, also, the car may make it easier for me to end- identify with the character. I've never mm. driven a motorcycle, but I can drive a car. Yes, we all can. Can you drive a car, Amanda? I can. I can drive a car. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, a lot of New Yorkers don't. Yeah. Oh, no. you're not I'm a New, not New, Yorker. New Yorker. I'm from Arizona. I'm from Arizona. I don't have a big public transit And if you don't have there. a car in Arizona, you're screwed. I yeah. bet. Uh, Penelope Katz says, since Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has already featured Dr. Zabo, I wonder if that connection here will be reflected on the show. Mm, interesting. Issue three, given the events of the first two issues, I imagine Robbie feels very tempted by the offer of vengeance from the spirit. I would too. He says, okay, I had forgotten the name of the spirit. It's Eli. Listening to Hyde rant, I can't remember what other Marvel heroes are based in L.A. Any of them? The Runaways. Yeah. Which would be very interesting to see them show up. Mm. Um, Avengers Academy was out there at some point. I don't know if it still exists. Yeah. So Moon Knight was there for a little while. Moon Knight was there for a, for a tick, but he's... In crazy land right now. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think there's any permanently West Coast based here. There was a time when everyone was moving to San Francisco, when that was the thing to do. 
X-Men, and Daredevil. Prices there, though. Yep. Everybody got to get out. Yeah, no, taxes are good. Uh, it says, love the cutaway of view of Grumpy's house with the hole in the wall and assault team crashed outside. Very clever layout. That Yeah, that is a beautiful, I think it's a two-page spread. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. I said, spoke too soon. The next page with hmm. the assault and Grumpy's crew is even more brilliantly designed. And as much as I love the action, it's the character stuff that really keeps me coming back, especially the relationship between Robbie and Gabe. Issue 4, Penelope Cat says, Enjoying seeing the school get fleshed out a little this issue. Love the lettering page request for a comic with all the ghostwriters. And we did get that with Ghost, Ghost Tracers. Tracers. Yeah. Issue 5, this may be the bloodiest Marvel series I can think <laughs> of in recent history. At least Ghetto's gang is willing to help the kids on the bus, even if he isn't. Yeah, that was that was a really cute little moment. There's, like, Ghetto is, is the the bully from school, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, the bus had crashed, and they, you know, he's trying to get out of there. And the other guy's like, we got to help these kids. Yeah. They're not all heartless assholes. Yeah. Ghetto is, though. Yeah. Um, Robbie and Eli not knowing who the ghostwriter is is classic. Uh, I w- hmm. Uh, I always wonder how well-known Marvel characters are in their universe. Because you, you, you got to figure Ghost Rider is probably more of an urban legend than an actual like sp- like Iron Man, Spider-Man level famous superhero. And there's lots of like stories of Ghost Rider like just in the middle of the country, <laughs> not necessarily in like urban places all the right. time too. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that this version of Ghost Rider will be getting some TV love, and that in turn is maybe responsible for the comics return. Maybe. He says, although I don't know if I'd be as excited for the return of the comic if Felipe Smith wasn't coming back to write it. Then that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. He says, I can't say why this version of the character works for me when the other versions didn't. Maybe it's the family stuff. The L.A. location helps as well. As seen in the book, it has its own distinct feel, completely different from New York City set Marvel books. It's not that Penelope Cat dislikes other Ghost Riders. He especially enjoyed the Goat Jason Aaron arc we read yep. for Twim URC. This one feels like his Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. He's also happy to support a book that features a non-white lead, but that's not the only reason this gets his attention in Hellbit. Um, and he asks for the new Twim URC selection, which hopefully Strami and Christina have already revealed. Yeah, and hopefully it's uh, a Luke Cage Luke hero Cage. for hire story. Yep, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the tech lord Lex Pendragon says, No time to reread, but I loved all new Ghost Rider. I especially like that Robbie didn't claim the name. The press applied it. Yeah. And that's that. Bang and a bang and a boom. All right. Thanks for joining us again this week, guys, and I uh, hope you enjoyed All New Ghost Rider. Hope you will enjoy Luke Cage, Hero for Hire, and we'll be back in a week. Totally. You here? I should be. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm here. God, what, what a treat for I me. I know. I know. Amanda, what is your Twitter? So fans can uh, tag you if they have any questions. Uh, yeah, my Twitter is at Sometimes Amanda. Oh, Sometimes Amanda. Yeah. What are you other times? You know, I get that question a lot. I'm just kind of up in the air. Oh. I'm a... Uh, you should really probably commit to an answer on that. Yes. I'm very bit. indecisive, hence the name. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. Oh, like look it. at that. Very nice. Yeah. Expect more of that in the weeks to come. <laughs> this is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>